where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. One of the church fathers in the fourth century wrote a letter that said, most of scripture speaks to us, the Psalms speak for us. The moment I heard that, it resonated with me, and I wrote it down, and I've been repeating it for at least 15 years. There is something about the book of Psalms that is helpful when it comes to finding a voice, finding a voice in relationship to God, and just finding a voice in general. I love the book of Psalms because it's unabashedly honest. I think it makes sense, and I think it's appropriate that the book of Psalms is almost right in the middle of the Bible. It depends upon what translation you have, but there's a really good chance if you open your Bible to the middle that you're going to come upon one of the 150 Psalms that made the cut. There are more, but we just have 150 uh, in the Bible we typically use here at UCC Longmont. And this morning we're going to look at Psalm 118, just some, a few verses of it. And I'm suspecting that if you're familiar with Scripture, and if the book of Psalms is something that you have read through, or even if you've paid attention to some of the great hymns of the church, or some of the other readings of the church, the speakings of Jesus, you might find some of these words familiar. Like this one. Oh, give thanks to God, for God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. This is a song of victory, so it starts out with giving thanks. It's also the last verse. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And here comes some of the honesty in verse 5. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. I love that broad place image. Sometimes we think about a life of faith as a narrow path, and that really is not an accurate description. I think the life of faith is a very broad path, and it's not straight by any means. It's very circuitous. So a broad path is one that brings us into a space that can hold many stories and many visions and many experiences and help us to take that tiny focus of what may be a moment of distress and maybe look at it in a larger context. Continuing with verse 13, I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my might. The Lord has become my salvation. So in other words, it's been rough, but I still have breath. And in those places, God is lifting up those who have been pushed hard. You know, and even as I'm saying this out loud, I, I do not want us to confuse this in any way, shape, and form for the need for justice now. This is not a psalm that's saying, just wait, it'll get better. We've learned that that's not the case. Justice, just, 
just doesn't happen. It's something that needs to be worked for. And this is a verse about justice and righteousness. Verse 19. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I, might ent- that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. Or this verse 22. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. You've heard this before, haven't you? Jesus is the cornerstone, the one that was rejected. Or how about this? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That used to be an opening to worship in one of the churches where I served. But I always thought we should use the next verse too. Save us. We beseech you, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us. Not either or, but both and. And blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That's the Palm Sunday procession. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. I think it's worth going through the book of Psalms or scripture or some of the writings of our ancestors in faith to find a connection, to find where our voices connect. My most recent favorite quote is by John Maxwell Coetzee. He's a South African writer. And he won the Nobel Prize in Literature, and he wrote about the effects of colonization. And my most recent favorite quote is this. All beings come into the world bringing with them a memory of justice. I think when our voices connect to our ancestors, we are activating that memory of justice. That memory is activated through connection, the connection to a piece of music and the story behind it, an experience in nature that causes you to pause, or words from scripture and other sources that resonate and inspire. I love that giggle at the end, and that song has been singing within me and through me all week, ever since I first heard it. And I contrasted it pretty early on to this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Notice the difference. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Let your little life shine. Because there may be somebody in the valley trying to get home. Wendy's song is more of a song for others. And a reminder that other people may be in the valley in a low place trying to find their way home, which could be a home to wholeness, or it could be a home to the life that is beyond this life. When I looked at her song, and then I remember the one I was taught, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. The onus was all about me. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine, and the light is mine. I like, I like the difference. Let your little light shine. doesn't deny that we all have a light but we let it shine because there may be somebody in the valley trying to find their way home. Simple, repetitive, a kind of medicine, she said, 
She also talks about work songs and field hollers, songs of the enslaved while working in the fields and other settings. The spirituals are also songs of the enslaved, often with hidden messages in them. And freedom songs, songs from people who survived enslavement. You see, you can try to hold a person down or try to hold a person back. But that memory of justice, I don't think, can be extinguished. Because that memory of justice is God. And so it's going to come out. It reminded me, as I was considering this, uh, Maya Angelou's Caged Bird poem. I Know Why the Caged Birds Sing is the title of one of her book. And in that book, she says, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Consider all the stories that are dismissed and buried and not believed. And sometimes this agony comes out in stories, sometimes in violence and self-harm, tragically. And sometimes it comes out in song. I want to encourage you to watch the movie Harriet this week or the documentary 13th. The documentary 13th is very difficult. You can actually watch this with captions and still take away the benefit because um, the documentary 13 uses rap music as a voice for people of color, color who are living through the war on crime and the war on drugs that led to mass incarceration of black and brown people. And the movie Harriet has uh, beautiful music that also conveys a message and that is the voice of a people and that inspires. Singing as a practice, that's part of Wendy's gift. Simple, repetitive, a kind of medicine where we move breath, and affirm certain ideas of people who have lived and are living through really hard things. There's a reason this from the porch, Letters from the Porch is music for the medical community in New Orleans. The more you sing these simple and repetitive pieces, the more you see what they have for you like deep within our hearts. If you continued to sing that throughout the week, I wonder what they would have for you, what gift they would have for you, or let your little light shine. What's the gift? Whatever you're listening to in terms of music, be aware of a moment of resonance of both singing the songs that are embedded in our spirits and becoming the songs we sing. What rises up from within and what we are drawn to, not either or. I'm the kind of person who first I live through an experience and then I read something, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I just did. Or that's what that was 10 years ago. I get it. So first the experience and then the confirmation, typically through other people's writings. And I know everybody does that a little bit differently. So what is your way? Is it what rises up from within you or what you're drawn to or both, given the situation? That's what I like about the gift of our sing hymnal. 
And I know it's difficult for musicians uh, the sing hymnal, um, but what it offers are simple, repetitive songs that can serve as nourishment throughout the week. Someone told me last week that our deep peace song from the hymn signal, sim, um, hymnal rises up in them and catches them by surprise at different times during the week. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that's a memory of justice at work. So what are your songs? What stories do they tell? And whose belief do they convey? That's why we revisit hymnals. You know, whose story and what beliefs do they convey? And do we really want to put those words in our mouth? Because as Wendy said, it was cut off in the beginning. You know, she thinks that singing songs because they're really pretty is a good thing. But that's not why she sings. Do the songs you sing transform how you feel? Are you not singing? And is this a good reminder to, hey, I should sing? How would your song sound to people living through really hard things, like medical personnel in the face of corona? <laughs> 